Hello. <clears throat> well, I think that finally worked. You're there. What's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. Well, well, um, technical difficulties out of the way. How are you? Yeah, I'm actually using the hotspot from my work phone. <laughs> you sh- you're shitting me. Is your internet down or something? There's something... Um, I can't even get into the router to check. I think something's just gobbling up the bandwidth. I, the kids have those uh, Alexas. <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have uh, Amazon tablets. And a little little known, unknown thing, or maybe it is known about Amazon stuff, is yeah. their, their, their stuff loves, loves to sit there and just eat and eat <laughs> and eat. Uh, like if, if, we, if we leave their tablets hooked up to the network you can't do anything they no just sit, shit. they just sit there and like suck up data and check themselves and sync themselves over and over and over again and they're not even wow. they're not even ad paid for they're they're you paid you know you don't have to run ads it's the right. craziest thing ever wow is that just poor optimization or are they just collecting the well, i mean they're old and you know they're based on yeah. android so no offense. right well hey some of some of those some of those versions of that uh aren't exactly um oh yeah good (laughs) i I remember the blowing up note nines or whatever eights seven whatever um but that's interesting that you should say that because we have a ton of google homes and Mm -hmm. i mean no problem you know um and uh we've got two android tablets running i'm using one right now one's like a backup that my kid uses and then uh i don't know <laughs> three rokus i don't know that doesn't do anything but but that sucks dude that's too bad well i'm glad we're i'm glad we're up but i'm sorry that oh, yeah. happened I'm, oh I'm, no i apologize <laughs> no, it's pretty good. rough uh so hopefully <laughs> <laughs> the the audio sounds pretty good on my end, so I think we should. Sounds okay. great. Yeah, it All sounds right. good on my end too. Um, so hopefully that keeps up and uh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Sorry, I missed uh, Saturday. Nobody has to know that except us, I guess. Um, well, now <laughs> <laughs> you can edit this out in the magic of editing. Um, there you but, go. Yeah. Um, but I see you have a great outline for us here um and I'm, I'm glad we can be on now talking about it um and you've got an intro you've got goals oh buddy this is this is great so <laughs> yeah tell me about it all right so we'll go ahead and roll uh we decided we would do this deep dive on out of all the bajillion things we normally talk about for three hours uh we pick a, <laughs> a couple of our favorites so uh, yeah we'll just we'll do a quick rundown so we we do a uh, choices being what planet are you from? Uh, that's a lot of money. Karma's a bitch and remember when. So this week we're going to do that's a lot of money and karma's a bitch. And uh, that's, uh, that's good stuff there. Um, yeah. But anyway, so what planet are you from? Um, you know, this is humans doing dumb things. Uh, the most probably bizarre news story I caught and I, 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 I wish I had kept following it, but I, I lost track of it. But uh, yeah. it was basically that um, apparently Chinese mattress imports are hurting the U.S. mattress industry. 
Um, so they're they're literally trying to get uh, anti-dumping duties on Chinese mattresses, and and the the, the percentages are insane. What what I read was fifty seven percent up to one thousand seven hundred and thirty one percent. Right, oh, and, a small markup, a small and, markup, <laughs> and it's like it, it 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 all. See, every time every time I see something like that, it it makes me wonder how much time did you spend. To figure out that fifty-seven percent or a thousand seven hundred and thirty-one percent that that was the range you were going for, right? Because it's pretty exact, right? It's not like, hey, yeah. we want you know fifty to two thousand. No, it's right. It's, it's a very 1, specific 000, number. <laughs> One thousand seven hundred and thirty-one. I mean, it just—it's insane. And then like, <laughs> uh, they had this crazy, what was it? Uh, almost half a billion dollars in Chinese made mattresses came in. And uh, of course, you know, it's because we are the way we are. Basically, this is being lobbied by Serta and uh, Temper Sealy, which I didn't know Temper Pedic bought Sealy. I mean, I guess that's how that works. Yeah, I didn't so they're, know that they're, called, they're called Temper Sealy International. And then Simmons Bedding. I, Sort of Simmons, right? And then I yeah. don't know who Leggett and Platt are. They got to be maybe a holding company for whoever else, because there's. And I remember, I remember Serta. I know Tempur Pedic. I know Sealy mattresses. And yeah. I don't know if there's another brand or maybe some off brand, but it's crazy because it's like, what? Okay, so I guess my bigger question is, they're complaining about Chinese mattresses coming in, hurting their industry, right? Yeah. How many of these mattresses are actually made in this country? That yeah, that would be my first question, right? Because we can say like, the same thing about the auto industry, right? <clears throat> like I, mean, I, only I, buy a I know car made in Mexico. I know like, I know I know stuff is assembled here. Um don't and don't get me wrong, I, I love always reminding my daddy, you know, he's like, Oh, I drive a Chevy. I'm like, you know, Pops, that was made in Canada. He's like, What? And I right. showed him the showed him the import sticker, you know, and, and the thing right. on the, the he's like Oh, I'm like, I know, right. I know, I like, I know, like everybody considers Canada part of America. Sorry, Canada. Um, yeah, it's a, when, when, when you're when, when 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 you're being thinly veiled racist, Canada is the same thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. So, yeah, that was one of my first questions: is well, how many of these are actually made in the states? Part two was. What like what is the Chinese mattress brand? Because because you've just named the top three mattress brands I know of: Serta, Simmons, uh, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. So I think that's a top four. Um, yeah, I, I won't even know if I can name another one, Jason, and, unless we want to go purple well, you, or, or one of those internet brands. So, uh, well, Casper, well, you've got yeah. you've got like private label stuff too. This is something that uh, I've been finding out from where I'm working now is. Uh, Companies will make things for other companies, and then those companies will put their. It's it's like um, oh yeah, example, we do that. A good example is Aldi, right? So everything yeah. in everything in Aldi is stuff that you know whatever company that's making for you know General Mills, they'll make for Aldi too. But Aldi's not paying for the General Mills trademark, and it's basically the same stuff. So it's it's companies make things for private labels, the private labels throw them on it, and then it's like oh, it's my it's my Frosted Flakes, right. but it's the same Frosted Flakes ever. I think that's how this works. I, I honestly think that somebody's making these, everyone's putting their crap on it, and then that's what it is. Because, like, Art Van is a good example. They have their own brands. 
Like they, yeah. they carry Serta and everybody else, but I think they have their own brand too. So I think if you're big enough, you can have your own betting. But at the same time, you know, where are you, where are you getting from? I mean, right. Well, in, in most industries, we're getting them from, from China. Like, uh, I represent, uh, one of the companies that I do a lot of marketing for is an aftermarket parts company that focuses mostly on trucks and Jeeps. And there's a ton of stuff in that industry. Um, and we, we don't make anything really. We just sell it. But a lot of the stuff we market for is made in Canada and then shipped over here. And then they stamp a logo on it and it, they ship it out. They put a sticker on it. They ship it out, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I totally get that. And I, I know that's a thing. Um, and, you know, there are pros and cons to it, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, we get it cheaper, right? Um, but then it hurts American manufacturing. So is that the argument here that we're losing American jobs making mattresses? <clears throat> no, I, I, think the, I think the mattress companies are angry that they're losing money. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, so they're still making their stuff in Mexico, but <laughs> probably. Yeah. But these Chinese ones. Well, yeah. Well, cause, okay. So, so a good example is Amazon. Um, yeah. You can go on Amazon and you can buy just about anything you could buy for three times the price with like REI on it or, you know, whatever. Right. You yeah, can, you can buy all that stuff, but it's like some nameless, made-up Chinese brand because basically the factory in China that's making all of it, well, they they're making a ton of it, right? And they're not just going to throw it right. away, so they're just going to put it on the market, and someone's going to buy it because it costs a fraction. And I think this right. is this is the same thing. This is where the Chinese mattresses come from. Is it's somebody is called the factory in China and said, Hey, I want these mattresses. So China says, Hey, no problem. We'll make a bajillion of them. If you don't right. want them, we'll do something else with them. And it's uh, something I didn't really know how deep this went, but I recently found out cause I was reading, uh, reading a couple articles about uh, carbon fiber frames for bicycles. Like there is like a couple yeah. major manufacturers and they make all the frames. So like in like big, big time companies that make carbon fiber bicycles. They're all basically yeah. buying the exact same frame with a couple little tweaks. It's like you you know, it's like you get you get to choose a couple versions and then you stick your stickers and paint on it and everything else and it gets made wherever it gets made. So it's it's not Pretty like much. this is it's not like this is something new. And you mentioned no. automotive and, and that's a very good thing too because it's like even even Japanese cars have parts that are made in China. It's just Right. I mean, you, it's, it's crazy to where, like, if, I mean, you can contract companies in China to make whatever you want and you don't have to order like, like that, uh, what is it? Batman Begins, right? That movie where he says, you know, oh, we needed to order 5,000 Batman masks to get, you know, whatever. Man, I don't even think you need to do that. Like, there's places that'll make you one offs. Oh yeah. And, well, and, 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 and we'll, we'll do you like, I mean, a hundred or something and they'll give you a discount. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is their, their version of, uh, of Amazon. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. And I've actually worked on um, a project before to create a product and do a prototype. Um, oh, cool. and yeah, it, it, three, we did three, um, and we tested them out and, 
yeah, we, we may push them to production. I don't know. Like, um, but they're directly from, from China. Like, yeah. Um, one of the companies that I've worked with, um, it, it was a neat process. It was interesting. Um, but yeah, you basically tell them what you want and you give them some parameters and you say, this is how much we want to pay. And then they figure that shit out. <laughs> but no, I mean, you're not wrong. Um, and, and part of the reason why they're able to do it so effectively and efficiently is, is low pay of their worker, but also ignoring environmental protections. So we do, um, you're probably familiar with like e-coding or, or in powder coding and stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know some of that stuff we won't even do here in the states because oh, of you know, yeah because of EPA protections and there are probably ways that we can figure out to do it more efficiently and safer and more environmentally friendly. But in China they're just like fuck it we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so these things that make it so that you know we coat steel in something that or even aluminum in something that will make it super durable and and, and hard to for steel like to rust. Um, that's great. I mean, that makes a really great product for us, but it might be hurting our environment, but it's half a world away. And so we might not think about it. Um, so that there's lots of reasons to do that. And of course the biggest one is, is bottom line, right? How much it costs. Correct. Um, but, but I didn't even know the mattress industry was hurting. Um, you know, and, and would this even, would this change anything? Do you think? I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I don't. So here's the thing: <clears throat> I've never actually bothered to look into the history of tariffs and whether they did anything. Right. So I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you if anything. I mean, honestly, if if I was going to take a guess, it uh, it seems like uh, saber rattling with trade with China is the soup du jour. Actually, yeah. you know that that just seems to be the the common thing and. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, like I, I kind of said it before, like people want their stuff here as cheap as possible. And that means you're going to pay for it getting made somewhere else. If you really care right. and you want it and, you you know, American made, U.S. made, all that, then you're going to pay three to five times as much. And it's just it's right. just the way it's going to be. If you don't want to, it's going to keep getting made over there. And this is the thing, no matter how much anybody talks about it, ain't nobody going to pay $6,000 for their iPhone when it costs $1,000 now. That's that's the thing. Yeah. It's never, it's, I don't care how, how diehard made America. If you start making everything here, then you better get a thousand per uh, actually you better get a 1,731% raise. Like, <laughs> right. I, and then inflation. It's just, like, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's just, and, and the thing is, you know what? It's not even the money anymore. We don't have the ability to do that. When right. you actually we, look at what China can get and, and the QC, the quality control they have now, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. There's, <clears throat> Even if we decided, no, we're done, and we bring everything back here, dude, there's nobody yeah. to run those machines. There's nobody to right. run. I'm, I'm sorry. You just – you can't – a lot of the – a lot of the, that a lot of that equipment for manufacturing and stuff like that, it's not like performing brain surgery, but it is like a technician level. It and is. 
if no one's worked on it and no one knows how to set it up and nobody knows how to maintain it, you're fucked. It's over. Right. Right. And, and the, the equipment, the equipment itself, super, super expensive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because it has to run forever and run 24 hours, seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, we, we, we backed ourselves into here and, and, you know, we're, uh, cliche reaping what we're sowing. And that's, well, yeah, in so many I, ways. And just look at our, our current workforce, right? Unemployment's at, at an all-time low. We don't have enough workers. If you were suddenly like, we're going to revitalize all manufacturing in, in our country, we don't have the workforce to even do that. Yeah, we need like, three hundred. We need three hundred guys to run machines. Um, good luck. They all have college degrees and they're, you know, running is there marketing. An for, is there an app firm. for that? Yeah, no, exactly. No app. They're building no apps. Right? And, and you know what? That's part of how our culture has evolved. We're, we're service driven now. Um, so we're writing software. We're coding. We're doing all that kind of stuff. Um, and we've left the manufacturing largely to other nations that don't have as high of education standards as we do. So you're absolutely right. In so many ways, we're reaping exactly what we sowed. Um, and you know what? Um, if China keeps upping their game as far as their environmental protections are concerned, and they're starting to, and if their middle class keeps growing and they keep improving their education, over time, this stuff will start to equalize, right? If anything, we might be better off rooting for China improving quality of life in their nation instead of fighting a trade war with them. But that might be a totally different topic, right? Um, but if if they start raising wages over there and environmental standards, guess what? This this gap closes itself over time, right? Um, that's not to say that we won't have to put pressure on them to do so, but uh, but I'm less concerned about the mattress industry than like the fate of our climate. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, mattresses, I get it, but <laughs> hey, bro, I mean, they, they they float. <laughs> they're important in the future that's probably accurate there you go <laughs> i didn't know anything about this so what, when i saw this talking point i was like a thousand seven hundred and thirty percent i was like what the hell um and, and i don't know i mean tariffs probably can work um the way our current president is throwing them around without any planning um, I mean, if, if you want to revitalize steel in America, you can't be like, we're doing it tomorrow. Like, no, you need to tell people we're going to do this in two years and then let, you know, entrepreneurs build back up the steel industry in America and then launch it in two years. Like, you know, you can't do it in one day. Right. Well, the company, the companies that own the mills now, I mean, they're, they're international players like uh, ArcelorMittal. I mean, it's like one of the biggest steel companies in the world. You know, there, there's yeah. there's no there's no mom and pops anymore, really, unless you're you're looking at like, let's say like aerospace alloys and things like that. But uh, I mean, even yeah. that's like, eh, I think you know the the capabilities there. But I mean, I I just don't. So here, here's the thing: we don't really make anything anymore, yeah. other than. We, we we make a lot of ideas and we push a lot yeah. of stuff like that. And maybe yeah. this is just, maybe this is okay and we need to stop pretending like we have to have heavy industrial manufacturing because frankly, 
I mean, those, those, you know, mills and stuff, they don't really have a lot of jobs. And usually when you get in, you're in there to retire. Yeah. So this, you're in there the, for life. And, and this, this is, this is the, the rub is that, that they're okay. So you, you open another, you reopen a mill and that's 300 people for 30 years. Cool. Hey, you know what? more than 300 people are going to be born in that area in the next 30 years. Save the world. But, right. right. So, I mean, right. it, it's, it, it's not an answer. It's not going to fix anything. And I, I kind yeah. of feel bad that we, we just, you know, it, I get, I get why people say that and feel that way because especially people that, you know, they've been in those jobs, they see them disappear oh, right. or, or their buddies are laid off. That sucks. Or everything else. Yeah. But, you know, hey, guess what? You're not the only industry that's hurting. I hate to tell you, but shipping and truck driving, they're going to get destroyed in the future with automation. Yeah, I'm so afraid of that. I'm so, and maybe that's why I mean, we like Yang, people, right? Because people, like people, people complain right about. <laughs> I mean, people complain about working in an Amazon warehouse now. Jeez. Well, you know, when when your job is oiling the machine that was doing your job a week ago, <laughs> right? You know, I, I don't. When it's Homer Simpson pressing the button to start the machine in the morning, that's it, right? Um, and we only need one of you per warehouse. <laughs> it's it's messed up. I mean, that's coming. It's it, it is. Gang's not wrong. He's as not wrong. As long as it as long as that technology keeps getting cheaper, that's that's heading this way, and. You know the the only thing that keeps that from happening wholesale is because the stuff, the machines we have that make everything else, <clears throat> they haven't changed in the last forty years, and that means you got to have people that know how to use them and know how to tweak them. Yeah, but but sooner or later those type of capital assets <clears throat> they get replaced, and it and it's like a it's like you're waiting, you're just waiting for the time. Basically, it's, yeah. sooner or later, all that's going to be gone and changed. And then, you know, I don't know, people do other stuff, I guess. I mean, I <clears throat> I don't necessarily buy into the whole, you know, well, it'll be the end of the America, end of America and all that crap. No, we'll just find other shit to do. I mean, that, that's what makes America great. Like, honestly, that really is what makes us great is that, hey, you know what? Steel doesn't work on here. Fuck it. We'll do something else. Yeah, we we adapt, we evolve, we figure shit out, right? You um, know, you're right. If, if everybody like if everybody ends up being in the and I ugh, load to say the gig economy, well, fuck it, we'll do that ugh, too. God. Right, we'll we'll figure that out. We'll unionize. Right? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna happen sooner or later. I mean, look at look at every other place on this planet. If if you look at their jobs and their you know whatever economies. I'm sorry, we're so far ahead of the fucking game. It's not even funny. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah, and yeah, we. I mean, we we complain about it, but you're absolutely right. Even our poor are ahead of the game compared to um, many individuals in other countries. So, no, no, spot on, man. <laughs> spot on. Um, and and I, I hope I hope you're correct. So, um, so I, I learned a lot about mattresses. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's like 20 minutes of your life that I just shat away. I apologize for that. 
No, it, it was it was wonderful. It was great. It was supposed <laughs> to be ten minutes. Are we off schedule? <laughs> uh, well, not uh, not particularly bad because I, I I did say we were going to do maybe twenty some minutes of thing. Anyway, so I'll tell you what. Uh, do you want to talk about electric vehicles or vaping? Oh, I want, I kind of want to talk about both. Um, uh, wh- which one are you more interested in? Oh, I think they're both pretty damn good. I'll tell you what. I'll I'll set the timer and we'll just do ten minutes a piece on each of them. So you said you're, you're going to set a timer. You're really going to hold us do this. We're going to do a timer thing. Yeah, we're going to do ten and ten. All right. Oh Jesus. Okay. okay so um, three. Two, can we do one. these both? Oh, okay. You, you go. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, both. Three, two, okay. one. Electric cars. Electric cars. Um, what are we well, talking about? Uh, Mach E versus yeah, the the Mustang right. Mach E. There we go. So, Step one, Maki. Um, what the hell is it? Because people are calling it an SUV. People are calling it a crossover. Um, I'm looking at it, and, and you know what? I'm not complaining. I, I kind of like it. I'm going to call it a hatchback. It's a station wagon. It's a station wagon, right? But yeah. it's an electronic station wagon. And you know what? That's that's not far from my jam. I've been driving a Honda Fit for like 12 years. Okay. Um, and, and I drove a Toyota Supra for years back when I, when that was a hatchback. So, um, I, I don't hate calling it that, but they're referring it to it on their website. It's an SUV and I'm going to call bullshit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not lifted and it's got, you know, I, well, let's, I, you know what, I'll tell you what, I, I don't actually know what the, the, so here's the thing. Usually eight inches of ground clearance is yeah. when, when you no longer have a car. So if it's okay. got eight inches of ground clearance, then we'll call it an SUV. And it, I don't think it does, but, <laughs> but look. I I dig the idea behind it. I'm glad to see one of the major American um, vehicle producers, and with all that should be in quotes, um, getting into the electronic market and getting in for real, seriously. Oh yeah, um, it's good looking. That's the sick thing. It's like it's good yeah. looking, and it it skips all the things that make Teslas a little weird to look at. That's what I find. <laughs> we'll, we'll get the Cybertruck in a second. Oh no! no yeah, no, no, it no, looks no, no. great. I, I don't even mean that thing. I mean, I mean the regular Teslas. I think they're weird looking. Yeah. But they're yeah, they, they're not they're not ungainly. They're just you look at them and you go, that's not a regular car. Which maybe is yes. part of the part of the draw, right? But maybe maybe I mean, that's part of their market. If right? if you want people to get to buy it, you know, take it. Unfortunately, poor Nissan and Honda they they get crapped on because all their alternative propulsion cars they all mm-hmm. look like they're regular cars, and then nobody pays attention to them. And it's like you you all suck. Like the Nissan Leaf, it looks Dude, like a but, Nissan, right? But, but what a nifty car. little electric car, right? That that has uh, the the newest edition has like massive torque, and I think that's part of what we that there's this myth that the electric vehicle can't have torque or power and like it turns out you put like two or two to three motors at every damn wheel and guess what you can have an ass load of torque and power <laughs> like, well, that's the reason right? that's, the, that's the reason why they don't have transmissions because you basically get full torque straight on and they would disintegrate right. literally turn every transmission into dust inside of the case you right see, you're not, but you're it not also limited. means we don't transfer any any power, right? So we're not losing any power along the way, and potentially less parts to break. I mean, and way less maintenance. 
it's yeah it's all, all, it's all you're managing all you're managing is heat it's yeah. literally you know it's it's all thermal yeah yeah um anyway but to, to return to our mustang first good on forward to go with the mustang right um, oh dude i can't believe right? you did that so do you remember i can't a, you remember, either you remember a car car called the ford probe no. <laughs> okay, so the, the Ford Probe came out in the 90s, and the Ford Probe was actually supposed to replace the Mustang that ended in 93. No kidding. The way the story goes is that they released the Ford Probe pictures at like 94, and they said, well, this is going to be the new Mustang. And apparently uh, the American Mustang buying market lost their collective mind and launched a letter writing <laughs> a letter writing campaign to Ford, and they went, okay, this is the probe and we're going to give you that horrible jelly bean mustang afterwards which had a ancient frame monocoque frame with the jelly bean styling from the 90s on top of it and became one of the most hated mustangs <laughs> but you could but you could get a cruddy v8 and a live axle in the rear a solid axle rear so yeah. everything was saved apparently so I'm, I'm I'm blown away that they're they're calling it a Mustang. And what's even more impressive is that where are all the fucks in their letters? Hmm. Right. You know. Um, right. Um, and and yet I can see elements of the Mustang in the front end of this thing. I'm looking at a picture of oh, it on the yeah. website. The the, the but, lights and the tail lights and the the little coke right. bottle hips on the rear. It, it's very. But, the the hatchback back end, like the bump of it, like the race of it, it's just, it's not. I mean, it's not. And I, I yeah. guess that's because they want it to be this crossover thing. Um, and you know what? It looks it looks cool. I think it's going to be great um, and, and good on them. Um, but the performance uh, is there for sure. I mean, oh, for sure. And the the pre the the first edition sold out like right away. That's that's really? great. Oh, cool. Can, yeah, I mean, yeah. Can, can you imagine that? Like, and if they hadn't called it a Mustang, right, maybe that wouldn't be the case. I think that might be part of the drive of the hype. Um, and you've hit on the fact that they've got it's got a nice range. So what three hundred miles on a single charge? The top, top end, yeah. That's their, their that's nice. 310. That's, well, that's very I mean, that's, nice. That's usually a tank of gas for most people, right? Right. And so that was the right place to try to hit it. Um, in zero to 60 in, in mid three seconds, it's it's nice. I think it's going to be pretty solid. Um, and again, it's coming from, like you said, it's not this weird company, Tesla, which I love and, and I get behind Elon Musk, but it, it's Ford. So it, you can be like, well, I drive Fords, and I'm a Ford guy, and here's a Ford, you know, electric crossover. Great. I think this is going to make the electric F-150 much more palatable too, because you're going to prove oh, yeah. you're going to prove that electric is performance orientated. And ironically, right. good old Elon here, you know, he, he's his Cybertruck is you know, shifting the paradigm to, you know, use some marketing speak because I guess, Ooh. I guess, I guess his whole video where he was doing a, a tug of war with a, um, an F-150 that roiled Ford's panties. And apparently now <laughs> there, there's going to be a rematch, which is, it works great. It's, it's great for both of them because, and then once Ford gets its electric F-150, I mean, all bets are off. I mean, 
Okay, so then well, who does that leave? That leaves GM and Dodge. Yeah. Where the dicks. hell are they? Well, so Dodge, ironically, you can their their thing is it's you can get a Hemi motor with a um, it's a a pancake electric motor between the engine and the transmission, and it can I think it can drive the truck a little and it can charge batteries and it can uh, act as a, a regenerative brake or it can add power to it or you can now now that the hemi ironically is old sounding as it is is a pretty impressive piece of kit you can run half the cylinders you get actually really good gas mileage for 400 horse and 400 foot pounds of torque and then you throw in a mild hybrid system to it and you know, it's it's like it's like they're trying to sell it. It's like we're yeah. we're easing everybody into it. But GM, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard it. Well, I heard they sold a plant or something that was going to be working on electric, but then they sold it to somebody. I, I don't know. I think it was a A one two three was their battery company. Yeah, that they invested in and then they got rid of. I don't know. Uh, but they, I mean, you got to remember though, GM almost went tits up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But like, I'm like, I'm a Chevy guy. Like I got a Silverado, like, like that's, Great truck. that's my truck brand. Right. Um, and that's, that's been my family's truck brand for, for as long as I can remember. Um, but it's, it saddens me that they're not getting in. I think they're going to be left in the dust, just like you said, because they're not preparing for the future. Um, and that sucks um, because because I'm looking at something like the Cybertruck and going, why wouldn't this be my next truck? Right. Um, I mean, it's, if, if it's got all the things that they're saying, the I mean, it, it, if it's got all the things that you're saying, like 500 miles on uh, per charge on the, the big tri-motor one, um, geez, man, the tri-motor is – is claiming that they're going to be able to get from zero to 60 in under three seconds. That's insane. No, no, no. Um, the 14,000 pounds of towing or whatever it is. That's, that's insane too, right? That's insane. Um, it's going to have their autopilot stuff. You're in diesel territory easily. Right. So like, right. I, I but you're people, all electric. I know people are like, Oh, 70 grand. Hey, you know what? A fully loaded diesel truck. That's 60, 70. Yeah. Grand easy and you're going to get somewhere between like seven and ten thousand in credit mm-hmm. probably for getting this thing depend especially depending on who ends up in the white house next dude because right now we're still at like seven and a half grand uh yeah. credit for electric vehicles that's probably going to go up dude because the government wants to incentivize us to buy this stuff they they're not they don't want to take that away <laughs> so that that might increase um Anyway, in, in looking at this thing, if it actually has all the things it says, it's got a built-in walkable tonneau cover that is metal that slides down over the whole back of the truck. You're talking about putting our aftermarket industry out of business, Oh, you, basically. Hey, don't, don't forget the fact that you can lower the rear suspension and drop the tailgate and you have an instant wrap or instant ramp. Right. That's insane. I'm looking at that tailgate and going, why didn't I think of that? 
That's brilliant, right? Um, and it's it's got the the airbag suspension stuff, which is which Dodge has been doing for a while. I was just and that's say, great. Yep. I love that shit. Well, that's, um, that's it's, what that's it's what semis. That's what semis run on. Semis run on yes. airbag suspension. So it's, it's not like it's, it's some brilliant. crazy crazy technology that isn't proven to hold weight. You know? Right, it works. Right, it works. And so it's kind of like they took all the best shit that we've currently got for a truck and they said, let's just throw it all in stock. <laughs> and, then, and then they walked away. Right? <laughs> the only thing I, ironically, if I'm, if I'm going to make a, a gripe about it, I hate the touchscreen dash crap. I can't stand it. Yeah. Let's see. Why, why are we doing that? Right. In the era of like, um, we know that smartphones are causing distractive driving. Let's put a massive smartphone in the middle of your dash. Right. It's the thing Does to it, do. Everybody's doing it. I don't. But why? Everyone is doing it. And I saw it on the Mach E too, right? Like yeah. everybody's doing it. Um, and it's just—is that just future? Is that just what that yeah. screams? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, okay. Sucks. So, well, here's the thing. Think about the kids, right? I guess. That's, that's yeah, they'll, inter- they'll be drawn an, to that shit. That's an interface they know. They that's didn't true. Up, they didn't grow up with buttons. They grew up with a piece of glass that you press. That's true. That's true. So, so buttons is weird to them. You're right. Yeah. So this is future proofing. But but let me take devil's advocate there and say, think about things like like smart TVs. You know, that kind of technology is the last to be updated and the first to be outdated. A lot of times whenever we have these built in touchscreen things inside our vehicles, they never see any updates whatsoever. And so it's very likely to be clunky um, and outdated as soon as you buy it because there probably won't be any updates pushed to it at all. It's not like your phone that's connected to the network constantly and getting updates because your carrier wants it to be the best it can be. This is something in a vehicle. I would say Tesla's got that in spades though, because they're, they punch out and they push uh, over the air updates. You're right. And so maybe Tesla can change that game. Maybe. Um, but I would say in any any other vehicle, I would doubt that's going to happen. But maybe it will be a shift. Maybe we'll see that starting to occur. But what what do you think about the look of of the Cybertruck? People are making oh, well, fun of it, dude. I Blade Runner is my jam. Sorry, right? They it's, said Tron. That's that's what right Tron Blade Runner. That's what they said. I mean, there's a built-in light bar. Yeah, it's weird. The, the no, wheel, I love the rim, that. The, the rims. <laughs> The rims are the hideous. They're different, but, I mean, but it's it's. But they're yeah, just like, rims, right? You so, could replace so, them. So so here's the thing, right? You know, everybody buys a truck. Wolves. Well, I'm going to use it a truck. Nobody uses it. Nobody. Most I know. people in America that buy a pickup don't use a pickup as a pickup. But this thing right. is literally designed to be used the way it's supposed to be used. And you yeah. know what? If you don't it's think a it's a oh well. What are you going to do? I mean, you know, trucks, no truck is good looking to begin with. So yeah, deck it out, right? Put, this, put on this, some different fender flares if you don't like it. This <laughs> this one decided to be, I mean, the dude, the dude designed it for a reason. I mean, it's, a, it's as much as it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't get it. The, everything the guy has ever done releases a product has been polarizing. It's, a, it's, yeah. a, it, that's. It's the whole thing. It's the only mm-hmm. reason why everything. Oh, look at 
look at my Tesla cars. They don't have a grill. And everybody lost their fucking shit. And he's like, well, <laughs> they don't need a grill. Why do I need they, one? And, they, and like, now, now nobody gives a shit about it. And it's like, people well, right. And the Maki doesn't have a fucking grill except on the premium edition, dude. Right. Why? Because it doesn't need cooling. Right. It doesn't need it. Like, or the, the, the weird gull wing doors and things like that. And it's like, you know, well, I dig that shit. I dig that shit. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's, you know, the you can't talk about performance because it outperforms everything. You can't talk right. about range because it's the best it can be. I mean, there's like, so what are you gonna? Right. What's, what's the draw? You can't because talk about torque because it's, it's got it. Like it's it's different for the sake of being different. Because once again, well, once again, nobody nobody knows what the Nissan Leaf is because the Nissan Leaf looks like a fucking Altima. Dude, callback too too true. And they've got good reason for it to look like it does. Part of it's aerodynamics. Part of it's so that tonneau cover can close and give you even more space in that truck bed um, than a traditional truck bed with a tonneau cover over the top of it. And finally, this exoskeleton idea, this is brilliant. This takes us back to what trucks used to be. Big honking metal tanks. All the metal, all the frame, all the outside shit here isn't plastic. It's fucking cold rolled stainless steel. To last that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's strong as shit. It's about as durable as you can get. And um, it's light. So, yeah. It's light. Because and it's light. It, right. You can make it thin as fuck. Exactly. It's cold rolled. It's it's amazing. Um, and again, we because we have this versatile power of electric, we don't have to worry about um, – I mean, it can be even heavier. It's it's not that big of a deal. You don't have to go all aluminum and plastic anymore. So they kind of took us back to that era when the truck was the safest thing you could fucking drive because it was all metal. Uh, well, I think that that's it. Because they were all slow too, though. Well, <laughs> maybe, man. Maybe. Uh, I like it. I'm sold. I mean, it's it's got me. But Musk has got me on most things. If I, I just need more money, <laughs> I just need a better yeah, job. I, I mean, only I mean honest, honestly, <laughs> I, I stared at that hundred dollar reservation page for about five minutes straight. I, 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 I did not. do it. Would have the money for sure, but I thought about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we great. we blew we blew way past ten minutes on this, but that's okay. okay. Let's move on. Then. <laughs> uh, that's okay though. That we, was we have, we have no problem with that. Uh, so what what the hell do we have left? Um, oh, uh, of course, you know, karma's a bitch. Vaping. Do you want to cover that one too? I'll set the timer. I don't know. I'll set the timer. Do you? Well, ah, eh, eh. let's let's do ten minutes for real though. Um, so oh, yeah, right. So the the news the news the news article I caught was forty seven dead. 2290 yep. illnesses right i mean this is this is pretty insane of course the the caveat is well it's not anything it's not anything that's approved or regulated it's people using garbage and getting themselves sick right and i think you and i touched on this before with the whole vitamin e oil and all that other stuff yeah, right yeah. but yep. the, the best thing to come from this and i don't understand why the media hasn't had a field day with it. Is you're about to. is literally, literally the president of the United States making a case for why <laughs> the drug laws in this country are garbage? Because he said <laughs> if you ban it, people will just buy illegal ones. Literally, the whole point 
of why <laughs> drug laws don't work, yep. why yep. cartels are the way they are, why drugs are the why way they are. Why prohibition failed. Why did prohibition fail? Because we drank anyway. I, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's, um, I, oh man, it, it's, it's, it's he he just blatantly said the truth, right? right. But it, right. and and I hate. To, I mean, how often does he do that? But he did. Probably, um, probably, <laughs> I, and I, no, no fan. Needed. But I, I will say, if if in if I'm going to pick one in the last twenty years, he's probably the only one that inadvertently just says <laughs> truthful things, and everyone's like so caught up in all the other crap that they never realize that that's literally what's happening <laughs> well and and again i don't want to i'm obviously not a trump fan i think that's pretty clear i'm in education i i can't be um but it's it's ironic to me that whenever i go to like politico's page and see like all the promises uh obama made running for president and that didn't keep and then i look at trump's and i go yeah he kept those <laughs> Like and and of course there are things that are horrible like building a border wall or something right but I'm like he is he is actively doing that right now like but anyway it's totally fucked up it's so fucked up um it's so like um did I make did I make did I make the joke did I make the joke where it's it's like the Batman movies where they say you know always Batman isn't the hero. <laughs> Hero we, right, we hero need, but is a hero we or whatever the how yeah, we deserve. Yeah, um mm-hmm. it's so fun. So fun because mm-hmm. he kind of it, he resembles America in the split that we have and the bipolarness that we have and uh in in some very perfect and poignant ways, like holding up a mirror to um our political divide. Um, and yeah, it's so fucking postmodern, dude. So like in the past I've had to like give all these stupid examples to try to explain like what is postmodernism? Well it's kinda like nihilism or things don't mean what they mean anymore and, and it's really confusing to explain. And today I can just be like, you know how Trump said the other day that like climate change isn't real, but then he passed a law to like push for climate change reform? Yeah, it's that. That's that's postmodernism. Like <laughs> and where you can lie blatantly through your teeth and say like no i didn't ask for a quid pro quo and then be like yeah i did or, or a bunch of people say i did and fine i don't care sure i did i can do whatever i want like <laughs> that's postmodernism, and, and we're living it we're living that and um, at the same and at the same time <laughs> that's a very honest thing that he once again said without any time any intention to do it <clears throat> In in so many senses, which might make us go, do we actually want honest politicians or do we want politicians who will say the things we want them to say and then do all the shady shit anyway, but but not let us know. Like, be smart about doing the shady shit that you're probably doing so we don't have to know about it. I, I hate that. So, so here's here, – not to, not to go completely uh, tangential into side salad again, but uh, – <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say probably the worst, best, worst, best president in the last two decades, easily by yeah. far. Yeah. And <laughs> I will also go on record saying that everybody else we're going to get probably for like another two or three cycles. That's going to be pretty lame. 
And that's my fear too. I hope that we get like radical to the other extreme, but I don't Hell think no, we're not going to. I think that. we're going to get like status quo back to normal, and I'm going to be like nothing has changed, and I hate my life, dude. Um, we're, we're getting eight to twelve years of milk toast. Yeah, I hope not, but I I fear too, dude. You're you're getting Biden. You're getting Biden don't for four years. I'll take Buttigieg before I take Biden. No, don't give me Biden. You're getting Biden. No, no. I think Biden will lose. Yeah, I, th- oh, I think wow. if they put Biden up against Trump, he loses. Right, but you're going to get Biden sooner or later, <laughs> unless unless he, unless he has like an actual like cardiac event. That could happen. That could he's, happen. He's he's, he's sad. He's sadly he's sadly the most electable one of them, which is fucked don't, up. Don't say that. Let's let's take the gay um, veteran. Let's take Buttigieg. No, <laughs> no, too divisive. I, you know, hey, isn't, I, isn't that funny? Moderate, though, if I, if, yes, it's fucking super funny. It's it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, oh, that's, that's he's too divisive. Too that's divisive. Bullshit. Right. It's it's no, oh that's bullshit. Uh, our country's so dumb. Um, you're probably right though. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, we're talking about vaping. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, <laughs> Well, well, I mean, things- I mean, we we talked. About, I mean, that was the whole point was that it it literally yeah. led up to Trump saying know. that truth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's he didn't he didn't he didn't say the drug laws don't work, but the case he made is essentially the case against drug laws. It's Harvard economists have been arguing it for for decades. They've been saying um, legalize everything. Oh yeah, um, it takes. Of the, the gangsters, the cartels, we regulate everything, we tax everything, we monitor everything, um, less people die, um, and, and everybody wins. Like, and, and you know what? Uh, Take they the said money the same thing about, yeah, well, there you go, yeah. Um, but people feel like that means we're, we're condoning it, we're saying it's okay to shoot up, shoot up heroin, but we, but, we already well, are. I mean, like, I so know, here, here's, here's I know, right. How do you, when you're a kid, how do you learn about drugs? Through your crappy Dare. school, you, you think, yeah, your crappy <laughs> school, or you watch your parents? Yeah, right. And dude, I think the Dare program taught me better about like what the street value of certain drugs were and which ones were most addictive. So I should be careful about getting into those. Like, so, right? Like uh, uh, less than like don't do drugs. It was more like here's an education about which ones you can get away with. Like, I'll I'll relate you. I'll relate you a personal personal experience here. So I was running around with the crew of dudes who got deep into MDMA. No, no shit. Right. Psychedelic shit. That was was like the the biggest thing is we're all going to take. And then they did because I'd go over and hang out with them and they'd all be fucking rolling. Right. And one, one, one guy would have a koosh ball and the other guy, you know, all that fucking crap from when that was, you know, when, you know, when that was the thing, that was what they were taking. And I remember reading an article and it was talking about how the chemical worked and how it literally would rewrite the way your neurons went. And I was like, nope. Wow. Yeah. Don't ever, don't ever want to take it ever. I don't want my brain chemistry irreparably altered for the future. And you know, the only reason that is is because people were talking about it and, you know, and uh-huh. instead of just saying, no, that's bad. No, they were literally explaining everything about it. And then I was able to make my own decision. 
That's uh-huh. probably where we, we fuck up is I think that's where education should be right, right. there. So, right? so, yeah. you know, when you talk about weed, either it's, well, it's a gateway drug to heroin and you're going to die. Or <laughs> that bullshit. It's, it's a natural plant, bro. If God didn't want us to smoke it, we'd never have it. Right. <laughs> I love that you, argument. You never, I've seen make that argument you, every year. <laughs> you never get like the middle ground of, Hey, smoking anything is probably bad for you. Oh yeah. Damn straight. Um, you know, Weeds, weed, THC isn't the worst. Uh, you you can get dependent on it. You're not going to get addicted to it, right? And, and there's a difference. And there's a difference, right? Um, but keep going. But keep but going. this this is what I'm saying. So you have an honest conversation. Like, so here's my thing. Yeah, I like the high of weed yeah. better than booze. But I can't Me smoke. Too. But I can't smoke weed because, well, it's not legal where i'm at and i would not be able to have a job so i don't get so i don't get to use it we're about to legalize and and i wonder how that's going to affect having a job uh so here's the thing i think the first company that figures out how to test you to know if you're actually being affected by psychoactive drugs that will be the watershed moment right is that timer going off oh yes it is is that what that is? That's ten minutes. Yes, it is. Ah, plus because we I don't I don't think we're done with that topic. Can, uh, can we say at least publicly? And I feel like the media is doing a very shit job of this. Can we say publicly, the people dying from vaping are using vitamin E acetate oil, typically these, something these else. Like that and they need to know: don't smoke vitamin E. Don't vape vitamin E. Don't do it. And the CDC has come out and definitively said that while they're still doing testing and other shit could come up too, they're like 99% sure the only thing that's killing these people is vitamin E acetate. And, and that normally vitamin E, when we, when we take a pill or when we put it in our skin, no big deal. But inhaling it apparently is fucking up your lungs. So please, please. Don't buy like third party weird shit. Don't use anything like vitamin E. And if you're if you're mixing your own vape fluid, don't use vitamin E oil as a base. Don't do it. It's bad for your lungs. Well, I, I think no one's kinda, saying that. No one's saying that. Well, you, you kind of touch on the old rule of thumb with drugs, right? You know, if if you're gonna do no. drugs or you're gonna take drugs or you're gonna buy drugs, yeah, you usually do it in some form of either you either know your dealer or it's someone you trust who has this dealer or what you don't want to do is you don't want to go to a, you know, battered public bathroom in some terrible place and pass your money underneath the bathroom stall and get the drugs underneath the stall and then hope you got what you actually were buying. Right. I mean, this this is right. This essentially is the the vaping, the legitimate, you can't see the air quotes. uh, (laughs) Vapes are too expensive for some people. So then they buy garbage and the aftermarket and you know much right much, much right like, it's the aftermarket much, i think much like much like the shady dealer hey you know what yeah i i i could sell this really good weed or i could cut it with a bunch of other fucking garbage and maximize my profit 
And this right. is exactly or, what we're this is exactly what we're doing now with the vapes is hey, I right. could give them good stuff or I can just cut it with this other shit and maximize the profits. Right. No, I think that's part of it. I think part of it too is that we just don't know this this shit. It's it's a new it's a new field. And I think the internet has kind of changed the name of the game because I, I vaped twice to get off cigarettes. Um, and I, I still have all my vaping stuff and I rocked a mod and I bought stuff online. I bought stuff local. Um, I wasn't vaping um, THC um, mostly because I couldn't get it local, I think. <laughs> um, but like, Dude, those, those sites it, in Colorado, man. Oh. Right. Right. Um, but, but when I was doing it, boutique, like that was boutique, that was man. It was about getting off of cigarettes, right? Um, oh, yeah. And what's ironic about it is that the FDA fucked this, right? So you might be tempted to blame, and I guarantee you the media is going to blame uh, Juul, okay? Oh, and they number have one, been forever. They're going to keep doing it. And that's, that's Philip Morris, by the way. They bought them. Really? Um, and, yes, and they're taking the heat on purpose. They want to see vaping go down. They uh-huh. want to see it. Of course they do because they they're big tobacco man, yeah. um, but Jewel is I mean saying that they're the leader in e-cigarettes is like so they have their product in a bunch of gas stations all over the country, but if the serious vapors are buying mods, they're not using Jewel, dude. No, like Jewel is like the shit that the teenagers are trying. Uh, first time because they can get in the gas station. The pros like myself, we were using mods and we were getting high powered shit that would produce maximum vape and we would talk to each other about this kind of shit. We'd up our amperage. We'd fuck with everything. We'd do custom mixes, which is why I'm afraid of vitamin E oil, right? Um, but uh, my point is that Juul is a scapegoat, right? And if the FDA had just grown a pair what what the fda did was they said okay you, you guys are from they were some from like stanford or something the producers of jewel they said well you're from a good school you seem like you're trying to do something good but we're not going to let you say that you're creating this to try to get people to quit smoking and they weren't willing to commit on that they were willing to say we'll let you put it out on the market and see what happens but if they've been willing to say this is a good alternative to get you to quit smoking. None of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. You wouldn't have kids picking up this shit. We wouldn't be marketing this shit on the shelves of gas stations. Instead, you'd be buying it online. You'd be buying it from, from boutique stores where you have to be 21 or 18 or whatever to get them. Um, it wouldn't be ubiquitous. It would be a smoking cessation option that maybe even your doctor would prescribe to you. But the FDA wasn't willing to take that leap. They were willing to say, hey, you guys take all the risk. This is completely on you guys. We're going to let you try. (laughs) But let me say this. The CDC says right now, do not, people should not stop using e-cigarettes. People should not go back to smoking. They said everything is dangerous. Smoking, we know for sure, is dangerous, right? Yeah. E-cigs are probably less dangerous than smoking. Just don't be putting vitamin E acetate into your oil. That's it, right? And yet Massachusetts, Jason, just banned all e-cigarettes that are flavored and menthol flavored. 
All of them. Is that going to stop it? Probably not. We got the internet in Massachusetts. Yeah. It's a small state. You just drive to Rhode Island. Like, come on. Uh, <laughs> so probably not, right? I mean, shit, we used to drive to Michigan to get beer on Sundays because Indiana says you can't have beer on Sundays because God says or something, right? Hey, but that hey, didn't hey, stop. hey, 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 hey. We, hey, hey. That, that's all changed. <laughs> Has that changed? Well, I mean, but used to, dude. That used to be the yeah. case. The, um, only thing, and- the only thing you can't do on Sunday now <laughs> is you can't buy a car or a motorcycle. Ooh. Um, let me return to one last point. And I think you raised this, uh, taking it to drugs. This might be smart. So back in the day, you know, I, I was involved with, with weed. Uh, now, now I'm not. Um, the, the last time I smoked, the last time I smoked weed was in uh, Nevada, where it's legal in Vegas, and it was amazing. Um, and and you know what? we're about to legalize it, and that's great. And I hope there's no statute of limitations on this shit. But I hope there's not. It's been like two decades or something. But whether I was dealing weed or purchasing weed, you know, one of the great things you'd always do, you'd always smoke with the purchaser, always. And you know what? This guaranteed. Your shit's not laced with something that's going to fuck you up. Because your dealer is is smoking the same thing you're smoking. And at first, it just seemed like something that was kind of like um, just something to do. Just a common courtesy that you both take a hit uh, before we, we finish the exchange, right? But I come to realize that it was a matter of trust, right? It was a matter of saying, um, you know, you can trust me. Because I'm ingesting the same shit that I'm giving you. Um, and it's coming out of the same bag. It's the same stuff. I weigh it on the front of you, whatever. Um, and vice versa. Whenever I would purchase stuff from people, they'd smoke it with you. right? And sometimes I'd feel like, yeah, they just want to smoke a little bit of my weed. And maybe. <laughs> maybe, right? Um, but that meant you could trust them. That they weren't giving you some, some off shit. And if somebody tried to sell you something and they weren't going to smoke some of it with you first you'd feel a little off about that. You'd be like, can I trust this person, right? Um, And all the major deals I ever did, we always smoked together and we smoked the product before exchanges happen. And that might seem weird whenever you exchange it to something like vaping. But I've walked into vaping stores before where people are vaping shit right there in front of me. The people behind the counter are. And I'll ask them, well, what do you recommend? And they're like, well, this is what I'm vaping right now. And sometimes they'd even let you take a hit off it. And nine times out of ten, I'd buy one of the things they're vaping right then. Right? This might be a good lesson for the common non-criminal class of people who are getting into vapes to learn from the rest of us who've been there before. That you can tell if you can trust a product by whether or not the people trying to push it on you are using it. Might be a good pro tip from you know someone who used to deal in quote, illicit drugs back in the day. Hard to think of weed as an illicit drug, right? But, you know. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, ring the segue bell because uh, you, know what that, you, you know what that sounds like? That what? sounds like <laughs> shit that a dad would tell his son. <laughs> Perfect. So what, what do you got for great moments in daddy this week? So that, hey, look at that. It's like we're professionals almost. I well, I know. We're so, getting- <laughs> so my my gray mo- gray moment in uh, dating was uh, I have made the conscious decision and effort, and have been uh, to take time in the morning because um, 
so the way my familial situation is is that uh, the uh, wife works a day shift, so we wake up, uh, she's out the door, and then uh, I get our sons up, uh, make them lunches, get them breakfast, make sure they're making their bus on time, everything else. So. Uh, yeah. In the morning, I have decided that I was going. I'm going to sit down at the table and you know drink my coffee, have some breakfast, whatever. Talk to them, make that time in the morning. Because usually, what I'm doing is I'll I'll make breakfast, and or I had been doing is I would make breakfast, and they either like start a dinner, go do something else, read the news, whatever, and you know, yeah, just that. So. Um, that's my great moment of dadding is to try and be uh, present and, and, you know, the small amount of time I get in the morning, make the most of it, you know, cause I guess yeah. I work afternoon. So I go to work at three, uh, or two thirty or so, uh, they're not home from the bus. So it's like my time with them every day is, you know, 40 minutes in the morning. So I, yeah, in, instead of just, you know, sticking with everything I normally do, it's, uh, it's a better thing to, you know, spend even that little bit of time just just trying to be engaged and, and try and make the most of it. Uh, I changed jobs, so I, I have the weekends now as opposed to, you know, it was all this kind of a crapshoot. So that's that's good, but now I want, you know, I want to make the most of the time that I have to be there um, or at least be present. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was growing up, my dad, you know, he worked um, – he worked, he was gone from home, you know, gone from our, you know, home working out in the Southwest. So he would be gone for big stretches. Um, he ended up quitting that job and then work, you know, because he still needed to have a job, he ended up working a bunch of other jobs. And ironically, he wasn't really home any more than he had been. And when he was, he was really tired because he was doing twice as much work for less pay. And, uh, you know, Sounds sure right. I that's you know, that's probably like everybody's story ever in this country. Uh, so I think know. that's our story here in the Midwest for sure. I, I don't yeah. know if that's everybody, but maybe. So, you know, I, I'm trying to do right by them. Uh, my mission. Do, do they talk to you? Do they react? <clears throat> yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah? Do they share? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit here or there. I mean, it's, it's a change. Um, yeah. But my, my, you know, stated mission goal or whatever as a dad is uh, not to raise assholes so whatever i need to do (laughs) well i mean something i think we've talked about before is to try to prepare them for the reality yeah right i think something that like our dads weren't necessarily bad dads but like they didn't warn us about shit no like they weren't actively preparing us for stuff like like my dad freaked out when he thought i might knock up a chick but he wasn't concerned like he he didn't preempt that by saying, "Here's some shit that happened to me in high school." <laughs> like, yeah, right. And if he had, maybe I would have been like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, I got to make sure that doesn't happen to me. And he'd be like, "Damn right, right." <laughs> so instead, I did the typical teenage thing of like, "Well, fuck you, dad. I'm do whatever I want," you know. Um, and, and I feel like what you're talking about here, like like just talking with them, um, it's going to help with that. Um, you know, I hope to so. engage and, and make them feel like they can tell you shit and talk to you about stuff. Um, and, and that you have some stuff that you can share with them that is smart, you know, that, that you have seen some shit. Cause I think we all go through this weird doubt phase where we think that like our parents don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, and that could be cause we've only seen them fuck up. Like, 
Um, and we haven't seen like any of the lessons that they've learned from fucking up. Or, no, dude, or, you, you gotta wait till like your mid thirties till you're like, oh, Dan, they weren't right. morons. Shit. Right, right. I mean, and, and that's I think that's my fear, right? Um, you know, right now I've got I've got a two year old. I've got nothing. Um, and uh, but I fear that like in in the teenage stage, he'll he'll look at me much like I did at, at my father, um, and be like, whatever, man. And you know what? My dad was depressed. Um, you know, he'd work his, his nine to five, he was trapped, uh, and then he'd come home and he'd, he'd drink and then lay down and not drink heavily, but like drink depressively. <laughs> like, yeah. um, he was clearly an unhappy person. Um, and I could see that. Right. Um, and so, and that was, that's my young memory of my father. Right. Um, but now I look back and I'm like, I completely understand why he was depressed. <laughs> like he had a kid when he was like 18 <laughs> fucked up his world like like it totally makes sense and and there's like no judgment there at all and and when i see that he tried to prevent me from going down that same path i'm like damn straight thank thank god like of course you did like good good on you man right um but no you're right you're right um i don't have any profound moment in dadding this week uh, except that uh my kid's crazy into um one particular story right now and it's by uh, Mick Inkpen, which my wife thinks is the stupidest pen name ever. Um, it's one of those Kipper books. You ever see those with the no. dog? I hmm. uh, mean, I think it's British or some shit. This, there's this dog named Kipper, and it's just they're real short. Uh, this one's called Honk, um, and he literally every night he'll be like, "We'll we'll tell him, hey, we're gonna go to bed, um, and so go pick out a book." Um, and every night for like the last I don't know, two weeks, he's wanted to read honk and he can just <laughs> say honk, 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 and, uh, and he makes me read it. Um, and so we read honk every night and it's a, it's a story about a gosling that Kipper, the dog finds and he's all dirty. So Kipper gives him uh, a bath. That's it. That's the whole story. But honk. all the can say is honk. Um, and my kid thinks it's hilarious. Uh, he really digs it. Um, and you know what? That That's great because I can remember that when he hates me, when he's 13 or, or 17 or whatever. <laughs> well, if, if my memory serves right, it's from about 12 to 24. Don't, don't say that, man. You're getting close on that. You're getting close. On oh, that. I oh. hope it's wrong. It's coming. That's all right. Oh, how will we prepare them uh, for for me too and consent forms for sexual activity and uh, right? Just go be a monk <laughs> right, right like I want them to be gentlemen like I do I want them to be gentlemen I'm a feminist like I oh. believe in that oh. I also buy, like buy a, buy, uh, buy a Tesla sex robot you'll be fine don't worry about there it there you go <laughs> or uh, Australian uh, reversible by <laughs> Right? Like, like, just get that in there, right in that ball sack, right, right away. Hey, man. I'm tempted. You're not going to knock anybody up. <laughs> oh, shit. I, <laughs> the record, by the way, I mean, uh, this is, I think this is going to be our shortest cast ever. Uh, yeah, we're, we're right on the cusp of 90 minutes here. You, you timed us well. <laughs> I think the roping in was a good thing. I think so too. I, I like what we did there, and we we covered three big topics. I think oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. And uh, we actually did a lot.
confusing. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Hey, I'm really, really glad we got to record tonight. And uh, I guess I'll be talking in a few days for Saturday. Got talking yeah. boards for Saturday? <clears throat> oh, I think it'll just be, it's going to be the Thanksgiving special. We'll make it easy. Uh, I love that. I love I'll, politics I'll and what did you eat? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I gotta say, I think I, I think we did for like the actual show. Show, I think that works pretty well, and I like, yeah, I like talking afterwards too. You know, overtime, man, overtime. <laughs> Bill, Bill Maher does it. Um. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, I probably got an episode of Watchmen calling me, so and it's right. almost three. So, oh. Kaiser. Oh yeah, you're not, you're not kidding. Well, I got to reload with the booze then and go to bed. That's that's my thoughts actually. So it's it's been a pleasure as always, man. I hope you guys sure. uh, and family yeah. have a great Thanksgiving. You too, uh, man. And I'll, I'll catch you in a few days. All right, Tim. I'll talk to you later. Later. Bye. Bye.